Hello and welcome to a podcast for Monday Thursday on the 9th of April. My name is Scott and this is recorded on behalf of St Mary's Church in Richmond in Yorkshire. If you have been following through the reflections recorded for this week, you will have heard the donkey's tale on Monday, introduced by George. He highlighted the timely theme of isolation and being alone. On Tuesday, Alex shared her reflections on a passage from the Book of Lamentations and also on the Parable of the Tenants, both well-known passages used in this Holy Week. She finished with a well-known statement of faith in our God. Great is thy faithfulness. Yesterday we had the words of Bob Woodings and Jane Hatcher, who talked us through the story and symbolism found in a large old oil painting that hangs in our church, a picture of the trial of Christ, whose hands are bound in love for us. All these podcasts are still available on the church website. Today we reach Monday Thursday, a pivotal point in this week's story of the Passion of Christ. The joy and expectation and the praises of the crowds last Sunday, Palm Sunday, they are behind us. The crowds have gone. We are now a small group gathered around Jesus, sharing the Passover meal. We will once more be amongst the safety of the crowds tomorrow on Good Friday, the crowds demanding the death of Jesus. In stark contrast to the normal way we retell the Passion story, this year most of us have been isolated in our own homes over these last three, or for some of us four weeks not knowing for how many weeks more we will hunker down, striving to keep ourselves and our loved ones out of the way of a modern plague. What are we doing? Reading, watching television, sleeping, gardening, or taking fresh air with our one hour's exercise permitted per day. Yesterday I discovered on the internet the Broadway remake of the 1971 musical Godspell, a vibrant series of stage songs broken midway by these simple spoken words. Then the man they called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me to betray him to you? They paid him 30 pieces of silver, and from that moment, he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. This is a pivotal point that starts the series of events that would inflict suffering and death on Jesus, a scenario beyond the imagination of his family and close friends. There are 
ancient words predicting this betrayal. From Psalm 41. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. These words of scripture and many others have appeared this week in our Church of England's Daily Prayer website as we journey isolated but together through this unusual Holy Week. How appropriate, for example, to our plight this week were some more words from Lamentations. How empty lies the city. Deserted are the streets. And which of us could have imagined police blocks on our streets preventing those wishing for a temporary escape in the Dales? We had Psalm 55. I said, oh, that I had the wings of a dove. I would fly away. I would flee far away. I would hurry to my place of shelter, far from the tempest and storm. And we had Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? As if we could succeed where Jonah failed. As if we could escape the presence of God and the work of God. God enters into our city and defies expectations by embracing suffering as this is the loving thing to do, shocking though it is. A sad moment yesterday, as I went out into beautiful and sunny Swaledale with my youngest, Andrew, on our bikes. He didn't know why I had stopped at one point, and he came back to join me. A young rabbit had been hit by a car, alive but clearly in a lot of pain. The right thing to do was to quickly put the rabbit out of its pain. An act of violence to end suffering. Needless to say, this was unexpected and shocking and upsetting to Andrew. It is shocking and upsetting and painful to all of us to be isolated as most of us are, though we understand why. We understand that we do this apart but together to defeat a common enemy in the form of a virus, an enemy of ourselves and our loved ones. It is upsetting that we are not together in church on Maundy Thursday to strip the altars and be ready for the shared commemoration of Good Friday. Yet together, we still in different ways and different places commemorate the work of Christ as he proceeds to his death, increasingly isolated and alone, as he does the work of love. We too find ourselves forced into isolation, but we still do his works of love as we phone, as we email, as we text, as we check on each other, as we hold each other in prayer day by day 
as a church family. And we support and we pray for those who remain in the crowds, providing for our needs, providing our food and water and warmth. And we pray for those on the front line in our hospitals, surgeries and care homes. Through all this effort and prayer, the work of love will be done. This is the message of hope we turn to as we head towards a most unusual Easter Sunday, apart yet together. I invite you to two further podcasts on the church website today. One is a prayer for the NHS and one is a shortened Compline for Monday, Thursday evening.